Praise be Jesus Christ. This is Father Michael. I'm excited to share with you more of the Word of God. You know, if you haven't read your Bibles in a while, dust them off, open up uh, some of the Gospels, uh, Paul's letters. It's time to get into the Scriptures. Uh, the Lord is alive. And you know, when you read the Scripture, even if you don't understand it all, it doesn't matter. You know, and you read it, and it's like if you read it faithfully day in and day out, you start to make these connections. The Holy Spirit starts connecting the dots. And it becomes just a really life-giving experience of touching God, tasting God. You know, the, the book of Jeremiah says, For I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for your woe. So God has plans for you. Plans for me. He wants to bring us to the fullness of life in John 10.10, right? I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Did you know that, you know, who would look at a tree and say that branch isn't part of the tree? Christ is the vine, we're the branches, meaning we're a part of him. Paul in Corinthians says, do you not know your temples of the Holy Spirit? That you're the body of Christ, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're the body of Christ. These are truths. This isn't just nice, poetic, pretty ideas. This is God's truth. And He's speaking to you right now. And He's saying to you, I have a purpose for your life. I have a plan for you. So from the littlest things you do each day to the big things you do each day, from the smallest crosses you endure each day to the largest crosses you endure each day, from sickness to a walk in the park, to smelling the flowers, to, to getting up to go to work, to eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm coming home, you know, picking up around the house, putting gas in the car, brushing your teeth, washing your hair. Um, all of these things are moments when you and I can encounter Jesus Christ. Now, I'd like to continue a little bit on what I shared uh, not too long ago on uh, the power of offering. I did a little... Uh, little talk on that just not too many days ago on the power of offering if you want to look for that you can find it um, on these podcasts but the power of offering now I was talking specifically about uh, offertory which is a part of the holy mass if you've never been to a catholic mass I'd really encourage you to go there is so much rich rich tradition um, in the Holy Mass. Remember, Jesus was Jewish, so the Mass is the completion and fulfillment of the Passover. You know, the, the Jewish people had the Passover, and, and the Christians have the Holy Mass, or the Lord's Supper. Um, therein is the great mystery, where the New Covenant was instituted. Remember, the New, 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 new Covenant means New Testament. Um, the Old Covenant is the Old Testament. So, God fulfills the Old in the New. And so Jesus is the fulfillment. And where did he say the word testament or covenant in the whole New Testament? There's one place where Christ uses the word covenant. And it's at the Last Supper. He says, this is the new and everlasting covenant. So it's there at the Last Supper, which is what the Mass is. The, the representation in a mystical fashion. We actually, if you will, when we go to Mass, we leave time. And we enter into this eternal now, this eternal still moment in a still turning world. We enter into this great mystery of faith. At Mass, after the uh, elevation of the, the Lord, 
you know, the bread's transformed into the body of Christ, the, the wine's transformed into the blood of Christ. And he, we, the priest, Christ says, the mystery of faith. You know, it's the mystery of faith, which is you are his hands and feet right now. Like if you're driving, if you're cooking, if you're walking, if you're at work, if you're on lunch break, if you're reading something, I don't know where you are or what you're doing, but Christ is in you. And the Bible says, he who is in us is greater than he who's in the world, namely the enemy. Don't let the enemy pull the cover over your eyes. Don't let the devil rob you of the purpose and the vision God has for you. God has a plan for your life. And you need to claim that. And, and what I'd like to say to you is in the name of Jesus, you need to renounce discouragement. In the name of Jesus, you need to renounce despair. In the name of Jesus, you need to renounce uh, division, conflict, um, arrogance, pride. And so when you say that in the name of Jesus, I renounce, there's power in that. See, in the spirit world, when we believe a lie, we're actually opening ourselves up to, uh, to the uh, power of the enemy. We're entering the camp of the enemy. So God's saying to you and I right now to renounce it. In the name of Jesus, I renounce Satan. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the darkness of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I renounce all lies I might have believed or swallowed or digested that are poisoning my vision of life. So I just want to encourage you today to enter in to the plan God has for you and that is to give him every little thing you do and lay it on his altar at mass and I'd like you to look up the prayer called the morning offering if you if you've never read that prayer or prayed that prayer look it up online it's called the morning offering and in that prayer it basically says something to the degree of in you know through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Jesus, I offer you my works, my prayers, my joys, my sufferings, my sacrifice, my relaxations of my life, in union with the masses offered throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, the salvation of souls, the glory of God the Father. Amen. You can look it up. But the point of that prayer is you're giving Christ every single detail of your day, from little, tiny, to big and huge. From suffering to joy, from sorrow to tears to laughter, you're giving Him everything, okay? Everything. Now I want you to think about this. God, at the Mass, exchanges with us. There's an exchange that happens at Mass. So if you ever go to Mass and you see, there'll be at one point in Mass called the Offertory, at least on Sunday you'll always see this, um, sometimes at daily mass, when you go each day, the priest will have the bread and wine already up near the altar. But on Sunday, the bread and wine is brought up by uh, two or three people or a family. It's chosen to represent the whole body of the church, bringing up the bread and the wine. The bread, again, symbolic of what we've made with what God's given us. The wine, symbolic of what we made with what God's given us. Meaning what? God made wheat and we make bread. God made grapes and we make wine. And we are taking that as a, a symbolic way of saying 
God, you gave me hands. I'm going to make something with them for you today. God, you gave me feet. I'm going to make something with them today. God, you gave me eyes and ears and a mouth. You gave me money. You gave me talent. You gave me time. I'm going to make something with what you gave me today, God. That's his plan. Remember, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of God. Right? My food is to do the will of God. And he said in another scripture, I have food you don't know about. See, Jesus, you know, when you're in love, you don't think a lot about food. You know, when you're in love, you know, you, you, can, can, you can even forget that you didn't eat. God's in love with you and me. And we need to be asking for the grace to fall in love with Him. And, and it, it makes your life so much different when you wake up and know you're actually walking for Him, talking for Him, serving Him, sharing with people Him. It's Jesus that matters. It's all Jesus. Because in the end, when all the dust settles, it's only Jesus that'll stand. And so this life as we know it is passing away. Let's not waste any moments. So at Mass, the bread and wine, symbolic of, again, what we've made. We've made bread out of wheat, wine out of grapes, and we hand it to the priest. That's Jesus, right? So we give it to Jesus. Jesus takes it, makes it his own, offers it to the Father, and gives us back in return, not just mere bread and wine anymore, but he gives us back his body and blood, soul and divinity, Think about that divine exchange that just happened. You gave him our mere human activities and he turned them into his own activity in himself and he gives it back to us. He gives us the reward of what he merited. So, see, we can't merit heaven on our own good deeds. You know, Our works alone without Christ, basically, it's nice to do something nice for someone or good for someone, but bottom line is, it's going to not get you into heaven because you've done a bunch of good things. Only Jesus can get you into heaven, okay? So when you offer God all that you do and you hand it to Christ, Christ makes it his own. That's his, that's his act of, of graciousness toward you and I. He allows us to give him what we've done with what he's given us, really, right? So we give him what we've done with what he's given us, meaning our time, our hands, our feet. What have we done with that? He give it back to him and then he t- makes it his own and he transforms it into not just mere bread and wine or again human activity, but he makes it divine activity. He makes it his very self. He gives us back himself in return. That bread is turned into the body of Christ and the wine is turned into the blood of Christ. This is the new covenant the divine exchange between God and humanity. God gives himself to us and we give ourselves to him. And so when we die, we're not going to, when our life flashes before our eyes, we're not going to see, oh, Michael, uh, myself, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. No, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives through me. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, when I gave you that good deed I did, you made it your own. So I'm going to see Jesus Through me, winning my salvation. Jesus fed the poor. Jesus gave drink to the thirsty. Jesus in me visited those in prison. Jesus in me uh, spoke that kind word or or made that smile through my face. Jesus uh, picked up that piece of trash or or cleaned up the room. Jesus put gas in the car. Jesus uh, cleaned the countertop. Jesus washed the dishes. Jesus uh, said, I'm sorry. Huh? You get that? This is the mystery of faith. See, we don't, we, we, we're so easily distracted and we lose focus. 
So I'm hoping that this will kind of like refocus your heart that you have a mission, okay? And that's to let Jesus give himself through you to the world. The only way that's going to happen is if you give Jesus yourself and offer yourself to him so that he can give you his merits, his rewards, which is when you die, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant, for great is your reward. May Almighty God bless you, strengthen you, and be with you this day. And may you be aware of how close God is. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.